advise you to get off the streets as quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war up there. And we are, as a people, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths. I know for a fact. And to secret proceedings. Weapons of mass destruction. I have a dream. I take the threat very seriously. A new world order. Your government thanks you for your participation. You are now listening to the world-famous Sofa King Podcast. Please, read from sheets. I am... I am... Sofa King. Sofa King. Now repeat all very fast, please. I am Sofa King. Sofa King. I am Sofa King. No, not so fast. Lose this meaning. I am Sofa King. with me, You say funny things. I think the the foam muted the clink, like it touched like on the edge, huh? and it made a weird clink. Like when I went like that, the glass was like touching the foam a little bit, and so it made the clink weird. It like, but it hit that. Yeah. That was still better than that. I don't know. Yeah, that was. That and was then fine. you eyeballed me, and I fucking hit the thing before I had the mic by it, so I was over here dinging it. I, wasn't I wasn't through. even looking at you. You looked at me crazy, bro. You gave me the eye of the tiger. You tried to fuck me. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. Now you're growling at me, all sexy like. So we've got a whiskey. Still jealous because you and Dave are having a baby. These, pe- <laughs> these people don't know about it though. No. That was on the bonus. Yeah, it was on the bonus. Yeah. Um, supreme baby. It will be a supreme baby. <clears throat> so I don't understand who this Taco is. Taco Supreme from. baby. Tyson Quicksand Grips on Insta. I don't actually know his actual last name. His first name is Tyson. Okay, uh, but he he has Quicksand Grips, which like is he comments on every single post on Instagram. Like, gotcha. Yeah, you've seen his name. Um, but he gave us uh, Silver Reef Distillery Bourbon Whiskey um, out of St. George. Sounds surfy. Out of St. George. Which is where he's from, apparently. Oh, is it? I think so. It, uh, the package came from St. George. From Utah? Yeah. yeah. I want to move there. How's it expensive there, though? Really? Fuck yeah. Maybe if you like pretend you're Mormon, there's like some you kind of inside thing. Yeah. They're like, oh, you get the real price. Yeah. It's like Southern California tickets to like uh, Disneyland mm. and Magic Mountain. It's cheaper. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, just talk to the seller and say, yeah, Heavenly Father told me I have to buy this yeah. house. Yeah. Just and pull your pants down like, and show oh. me your magic underwear. He's I'll like, bring all, all right. my wives. Mm, yeah. What are you doing, sir? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You just say Heavenly Father a lot and they'll yeah. be good on it. So, so here's the trade wives. Here's to uh, <clears throat> looking up your old address. There's a hair on there. At the NG. That yeah, is a nasty ass glass. I don't know where it's at. Oh my god! Look at that glass, Dave. Look at that thing. Oh, there's a hair a, off the hanging off the side of it. Fingerprints I, I all don't over. Think that's it. my hair either. I don't know what hair that. That's a weird hair. That's really interesting. Bourbon. It's good. Brad distracted from it. I gotta get some more. That's really good. It's really. It's, there's Very a lot light. to unpack good. there. Very it's light. doing a lot of stuff. Ooh, ooh! I got a coconut. Mm-hmm. There's like a vanilla coconut going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. It's kind of spicy. A little spicy. But the spicy totally works with, with what's happening. It's very smooth. It's very smooth. A little <clears throat> bit spicy. I got the coconut vanilla. It's definitely different. Like at, at pretty good. first you get like heat and it tastes unfinished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's it has like the no first flavor wave. Almost. Yeah, it has like no flavor. And then flavor. it builds and you get mm-hmm. like this smoothness. Like I'm, yeah. I just took a second drink and now I'm getting the vanilla coconut. Mm-hmm. I got the like uh, almost like the citrus rind thing on the back outside backs of my tongue. You know how it's just bitter, like a grapefruit bitter thing. Mm-hmm. Not it's not bitter, but it's activating that back side right. part of my Hitting tongue. That. Yeah, 
Oh, warm really me good. up. I feel mm-hmm. yeah, I would drink warm, the fuck out of that. warm me really up good. in the chest. That's really nice. Silver Reef, Utah Spirit. Someone said they, on the live they send you magic underwear. RDJ Allen. I don't know why I didn't say people's names on there. I have to cross-reference my phone to see who the fuck it is. What's, that? What's it called? Silver Reef? Is that what? Silver Reef Distillery. Silver Reef Distillery. No, that's really nice. Thank this, you very much, Tyler. This whiskey glass. Tyson. So sorry, its last Tyler. name is Jackson. Because it's fucking Tyson nasty. Jackson. Bro. That's just gross, dude. It is. You know what I think it is? I think Jackson it's like. If you're nasty. I think it's like beard stuff. Like it's, it's beard grease. And the other like one's gross too, though. Yeah, me, bro. Nasty. I got like beard stuff on my hand and I'm touching uh, shit. Yeah. Like a watch. Uh, uh. <laughs> I just want to say I appreciate <laughs> that's gross and you said yeah me bro." no you said the other one too and i'm (laughs) like yeah i'm the common variable i got greasy fucking beard hand like i touched after i probably just put beard shit in and then grabbed that thing full acknowledgement of me being gross fall acknowledgement there was a hair on it i don't like hair huh not on my glasses no i know but hair in my food doesn't freak me out i don't know yeah. it doesn't seem like a gross thing to me people always go like if it's like, pubic oh, hair God. like fucking pube hair if, if it was but like, you don't know uh, i mean i would prefer it not from? to be in my food but it's never like i've i've stopped eating a meal like i wouldn't i'd set no, it aside i'd be like no, don't I, eat that I, bite i think no. there's been one or two times where there was like a i could see a gross motherfucker in the kitchen that just looked gross oh yeah if you and saw some then there food? was a hair in the food yeah. and i'm like it's that gross motherfucker's yeah. hair yeah. I still but, would probably just set it aside. It wouldn't stop me from finishing. Yeah, I, I, it's I, less trouble to set it aside than to bring the weight over and risk was, the new shit you're going to get in your food. For no, exactly I just didn't. That's no, you don't get order. you don't get anything else. You just stop eating it. I here's the it here's it, here's the hack though. Doesn't matter. At most at most like sit down restaurants. If you were if if there is something that appeals to you, if you just got your if you were like there's a hair in this, it's really gross. Um, it's really turned me off. I really just like this salad instead mm-hmm. because usually the wait staff fixes the salads. Right. So you're not going to get some pissed off cook trying to get revenge on your chili verde. You're going to get the waitress remaking a salad for you. And you might be also take blame. Be like, I totally forgot there's cheese in this. That's my bad. I can't have cheese. I'm willing to pay for the remake. Except you ate half of it already. Yeah, and you're like, it'll fuck me up. I'll eat this. I'm not supposed to eat it. Like, you know, you can come up with one of those. So you took the blame, and they're not mad. You're like, oh, the guy fucking forgot. Like, he just found out he's lactose intolerant. Yeah, I'd still come on the burger. You still come on it? Yeah. Yeah, You can keep it in like a little Mm -hmm. keychain or some shit, or Mm -hmm. you just like get it going. No, right right there. Get it going. Damn. Like Dave's brother pissing on (laughs) that. Yeah. He's like, which again, fucking hair in the food gets me rock hard, bro. If you don't know about my brother pissing on everything, that means you're not a patron. Yeah, you weren't in the bonus episode. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're not a patron. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Or that they weren't listening. Yeah. One of the two. So um, every week on the show, if you're, if you're first off, if you're new uh, to listening, welcome. Welcome. Need some rain chimes or something like this. When you do that. Is the Sofa King podcast. Put some in there right where I said that. Put and some rain chimes. Say, no, I'm not doing that. We say welcome. Yeah, I'll insert it right here. Welcome. So it wasn't that, that awesome? That was good. That'd be that good if awesome. you did it, Brian. That was awesome. I'm not doing that. No, that's because it was right there. But you, like, so now we'll do it right here. Welcome. See that sound? I'll sneak back in that bitch. I'll get it. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> did. did you snort? Yeah. That was awesome. 
because I was contemplating the. Yeah. I'm gonna put. A, I'm gonna put. I'm, I'm gonna put. Do to it. I'm gonna put. Like, He's not times. going to either. He can't even find his keys. I'm gonna put Same, rain yeah. chimes in there and then a pig squeal right after you do your snort. No, Sam, no. we're gonna do all kinds of shit. Every yeah. day. That was that was a good segue to Podbelly, bro. Just, even if it's not. I was about yet. to do it. Yeah, you you got in there. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, I'll cut that no, part out. Like, <laughs> it's, yeah. gonna, it's gonna go from <laughs> rain chimes right to your segue. I need a storyboard for this shit. Okay, so let's just do this. So say something funny. Your mom. Oh, that snort reminds me of Podbelly. If you, I'm gonna cut that part out. (laughs) If you like Kevin Bacon, go to Podbelly.com. Yeah, we do not get it forcing shit. That's for sure. We should just let it happen. Either Brad puts the rain chimes in there, or or he doesn't. I didn't force it. That was nobody likes natural. (laughs) Oh, really? That was natural shit right there. That wasn't forced. Could have fooled me. It was natural shit. (laughs) (laughs) See. And that was funny, Snort. I don't think I've ever liked any of the Podbelly uh, segues. Mm-mm. No. I don't like the Podbelly name. Mm. Tell me how you really oh. feel. I do. I am right now. <laughs> but if you're new to the show, mm-hmm. <laughs> welcome. And you had hair on your glass. Terrible. You're a terrible person. And we give out a hot sack or a hot box every week where we thank our listeners for posting Something from our primary sponsor, El Yucateco Hot Sauce, on social media. Um, we, there's a post every week in the unofficial Facebook group and on our regular Facebook page, but you can also just make some random post on social media. We'll probably find it if you use the appropriate hashtags, and we give away fucking awesome boxes of swag. Yeah, right now I got, we, <clears throat> we got uh, like drinking cups. I got keychains, stickers. Cook I still books. got squishy tacos, cookbooks. Or recipe books, I mm-hmm. should say. Recipe books. Um, well, a cookbook. Tons of sauce. We have fucking so much oh, sauce. There's so much fucking there's sauce. There's a wall of sauce. Yeah. Okay. Sauce. We have. Someone pointed out we have probably more sauce than most grocery stores. Oh, for almost sure. for sure. For no, sure. No, no, we definitely do. Absolutely. We have a couple, even like what they have in back. Like we've yeah. got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we can. Can, stock, can you check up top? No, you might want to check yeah. SWAT PC downtown. We could probably stock. Every, <laughs> we could stock every Vallarta in town for a minute. Yeah, and probably have more variety than they do. Oh, definitely have more variety. We have all the flavors. Fuck yeah. Um, we have over three cases of every flavor right now. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It was 252 bottles showed up and then what we already had left. And mm. somehow I walked into the shop and didn't see any of them. That was funny, dude. Like Because I, I walked in and I sat, so my back was to them and I sat there for like an hour and I then at some them. point I stood up yeah. and I turned around and I was like, what? The, where did you it was just, like did a, someone unpack all, all that shit? It was like, a, was like, yo. It was like a Sofa King calling though because <clears> then I came in too. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was all the sauce was there. You came in. It was, yeah. it was like the bat light. Moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, this week it goes to Juliana Kozak who posted a really amazing picture. So it's like her her child's homework, there's like a bunch of like pictures and then they have to write down like the vocabulary mm-hmm. word next to the picture. And it just so happens that in order on the on the homework, it was hot and then sack. Right. So she posted a picture of her child writing hot sack for the homework and holding up a bottle of, I believe, the green. Yes. El Yucateco green. So it was an awesome picture. Uh, thank you for Juliana Kozak. Uh, Frankie Pigeons will reach out to you to get your deets. And, and thank you for all the great hear. stories in there, too. Yeah, there were some there really was, cool there stories. Was a lot of, the whole, lot of people yeah, posting stuff. Huge participation uh, this time. A couple I, I don't people know. that were really douchebags cool. and didn't read. Yeah, that, but that's, he's banned. Nature. We're going to kick him out of the group. <laughs> that's the nature. <laughs> but no, thanks for sharing. There were some really cool. It was like a, I, I, to be honest, it was a close race of several people who made really cool comments and, 
and posted what they eat their tekawan and there was like it was it was kind of tough until that hot sack picture yeah. like okay that found out what kind of a man. weird freak victoria barton is blueberry breakfast bagels fucking eggs and blueberry that bagels. one was on it was teetering it was like win lose definitely losing but you might win for it no that was, was that was pushing it towards a win for me because yeah. that was so bizarre she was serious about it yeah yeah I, to be honest it's probably not that bad like I mean, I'll I'll eat blueberry bagels with peanut butter on them. I, that's fine. That's more breakfasty. Yeah, it's just that, a weird mix. Those, it's like you know what mix. the thing is. It's like oh my god, that's crazy blueberry. And, but it's like if you put you know vanilla ice you cream on eggs? a nacho cheese Dorito, you know what it tastes like? Vanilla ice cream on a nacho cheese Dorito. Right. It doesn't synergistically make dog shit. Well, the thing is, I think know? people might even like lean towards that anyway because if you were like if you liked blueberry pancakes along with your eggs and hash browns right. and sausage then you might reach a point where you're taking a bite of the sausage and the blueberry pancakes together and you just get into that flavor and then you just go straight for the bagel. Like I could see the, I could totally. see it occurring. They're all breakfast un- categories. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't put eggs on my blueberry muffin though. It's just weird. Mm, I could see you like having a piece of blueberry muffin and dipping it into the eggs and it wouldn't be crazy. Mm. I know that's like non-standard and whatnot, but it's like, it wouldn't be bad. It would not yeah. be bad. Like elf when he puts fucking maple syrup all over spaghetti. It's, terrible. it's like, Oof, but I don't like maple syrup, but you know, it's just going to fucking taste like maple syrup on spaghetti. It's right. not, it's, it's not making a new though. thing. Yeah. It's going to taste terrible. I don't think so though. I don't <clears> think it's going to make a new thing. Like it's, it's like, you'll taste the things you'll be like, that tastes like someone put uh, maple syrup on spaghetti. You put maple syrup and chocolate and fucking fruity pebbles. Oh, that's just disgusting. It's going to make a fucking nasty something. I'm trying to think <clears> of an example and make something gross. Like maybe if you put like pickles in chocolate cake. You know what I mean? Like you baked pickles inside chocolate cake or frost, frosting. Like dipped a pickle in frosting. That's like, oof, that's that pretty harsh. Good. That might be really good. So now Brad's on the other team. <laughs> yeah. I think fucking <laughs> french fries and frosties are an abomination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's I crazy know. talk. That's I so know. good. Yeah, I know I'm in the minority in this room. Have you actually honest. done it? Yeah, it's fucking gross. <sighs> that's so good. Mm-mm. Man, that's the best. But some people don't have Wendy's, huh? I bet they just did in their milkshake, though. I bet they still, that's still a thing somewhere. You can get soft serve. You get like a vanilla soft serve. Or chocolate. Or chocolate soft serve and dip fries in it. Fuck, it's so good, man. Mm -hmm. Salt Mm -hmm. with sweet. It's so fucking good. That's gross. Matter of fact, I got a salted chocolate chip cookie right here. Are they actually salted, though? They haven't been salted. No, it's salted. Oh, okay. It's got the salts on it. Step back up. It's got salts. It's got the salts. Yeah. That's a game changer. That's the thing. It's a flavor enhancer. It's like, it's not far off what that is. You know what I mean? Very similar. What's not the the fries inside the frosty like salted chocolate chip cookie? Mm-hmm. It's really close. For that me, is. it's just the, that the is texture, really close. Yeah. like the the French fry. The, what the texture of the fry with the texture of the fr- it's it's like a gross. funnel cake with with ice no, cream it's on just it. Gross. Mm. Not having it. You know what's really fucking good that I never Pancakes ever fucking have is a piece of hot apple pie with a scoop of fucking vanilla ice cream. No, you no, never have that. Not belong on the what? Oh my oh, god! Yeah, yeah. You're finding all what kinds is wrong of with you? Not, what about cream, peach cobbler? Ice cream? Ice, peach cobbler and okay, fucking vanilla could, ice cream? Oh I my! I could do ice cream ugh. on cobbler. I couldn't do ice cream on any other dessert. The yeah. ice cream belongs separated. Cake from and the ice dessert. cream? Nope. No, you mix it together. Mix it together. Brownies and ice cream? No. What is wrong with you? Brownies and ice cream is different. <laughs> really? I could do a brownie and ice cream. I could like one of the restaurants I worked at made like a giant chocolate chip cookie with mm-hmm. ice cream on it that was warm and then it would melt. Mm-hmm. And I could do cobbler because it's got that crunchy top on it with ice cream. But Not I my cobbler. I can't do cake or pie with. My cobbler's more like pie. Yeah. 
I have, I have three layers on mine. I have different categories of what I could put ice cream on. For the most part, I'd rather have I'd rather have the dessert on its own and not bother with the ice cream for all of the above. For the most part, except for a brownie, like a brownie with ice scoop, a hot brownie with ice cream on it with some syrup. That's pretty. That's pretty bomb. I'd rather have the brownie by itself. I think I'm on Brad's team on that too. But the apple pie with ice cream is fucking crazy. Yeah, it's like nah. next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't do it. And as always, you're listening to Food Talk. <laughs> we always go from well, El Yucateco into a discussion about food. Me and Brad put, uh, we put... Everybody likes food. We, we, Brad and I put triple X on... Uh, we put triple X on vanilla ice cream or something one mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Yeah. It oh, tastes like triple X on vanilla ice cream. <laughs> it did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It didn't turn into anything weird. And as always, we want to thank our patrons... Um, if you like the show, if you're, uh, if you, if you enjoy our, uh, verbal meanderings, um, then an easy way to support us is to go to patreon.com black slash King podcast. Give as little as a dollar. You get all of like a couple hundred bonus episodes, uh, all kinds of cool shit. The love of your father. You're not a fuck face peasant bonus episodes. If you pay more, you get early release on the episodes. If you're tired of waiting around like a fuck face peasant until Friday, you can get that shit right now. Uh, the video stream, T-shirts, uh, whiskey glasses—you name it—we got it. Mm-hmm. It's all—it's all part of the process. But it's a good way to support the show. We really appreciate it. And that's at uh, pod pod no <laughs> patreon.com backslash Sofa King Podcast. I wonder if that's taken. Verbalmeanderings.com. I'm not looking mm-hmm. it up. No, he's not looking. It Can't up. spell meandering. Can you uh, jiggle a wiggle for me? We gotta do. Oh, the timestamp has vanished. Oh. Thank you, sir. Okay. We're 17 minutes in and we haven't talked about anything. We've talked about all kinds, all of, kinds shit. of shit, bro. We've talked about all uh, kinds of shit. We've talked right. about more things in the first 17 minutes than we're going to talk about for the next hour. Yeah. Right, right. By point of fact. You know. It's going to be all monotopic the rest of this fucking shit. Exactly, yeah. dude. We just want to pepper multiple topics in at the beginning to... I'll fix that. To <laughs> <laughs> with a quick edit. So, uh, Vincent Van Gogh is uh, the topic. Um... I'm sure, I'm sure everybody knows Vincent Van Gogh's artwork. I'm sure everybody knows who he is. I mean, we, we got to most, see Starry Night. Yeah, we did when oh, we yeah. went to the New York meetup. Uh, pre people are tripping. They're like, "Is that fake?" And I'm like, "No, it was a fucking exhibit." Like, yeah. it's yeah. wild it though, real. man. It's, it's just ha- right it's there. No, there wasn't even glass. It's, in front I think of it's it. permanently housed at, at um, MoMA in New York. I think that's its. I feel like it's so sketch though. Like some mean motherfucker could just walk in there and spit on that shit. There was a, I mean, there was a guard like right there. But yeah, I didn't even see him. He was, no, there was, he was painted. There was a guard in that. Cause it's like, that's the thing. Like if you're walking around a museum, like every room has legit pieces that are worth a fucking small fortune. He couldn't stop. But as soon as, as soon as you walk though. into that one fucking room where there's a guard, well, like you're white, like, Oh, there's the, something in this room. Remember the white, <laughs> like, remember the canvas was just white. I definitely uh, do. And I looked it up and it was a fucking million dollars or <laughs> yeah, something like that. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like yeah, a million a, fucking dollars. Line, you're yeah. like, get out of here. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll do my best to remember. I found the picture and say that I, I'll post a picture of me. Yeah, I have uh, standing next to uh, the uh, Starry Night. I think I've seen some more Van Gogh. Like I went to Amsterdam. Like I've been to a bunch of crazy museums, but I just don't seen have a good stuff. memory of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's I just don't a, have the ear for it. Yeah, I don't mm. either. And I know oh, I didn't even get it at first. That was fantastic. <laughs> that was hot shit. <laughs> That's what the hell was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. Um, but uh, if you're not super familiar with his art, like this is a good moment to pause and do a quick Google search 
Um, he's an interesting guy because his early artwork is so radically different than his later artwork. It's like he's being he wasn't an artist. Aware the other and, stuff existed. Really. Yeah, 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 yeah. But kind of no one was. I mean, yeah. he was just doing what people did. You know, his his mom was an art. I mean, we'll get into all that. But there was art, and art dealing was a part of his family. So he knew art, and he knew what sold, and he knew what the markets were. So that's what he started. And there was a certain point where he just fucking opened up his brain and did shit no one on earth had ever done before or thought of doing before. And just like, like every art, I mean, article after article that I read, they all just say he's one of the most, like, he's one of the most important artists in the history of, of the human race. It's weird how yeah. things are like, how there's a style to something. Cause you're like, man, it looks so simplistic. Like, it's like so simple. Like the fucking sunflowers were ever like, it's just like kind of whatever. And it's like, it kind of like, that sort of sucks. But then you understand and appreciate like, no, I see what's like why this is revered, why that's important, because stylistically, comparatively to the way right. other things went, it's unique. You know what yeah, I mean? no, one had done, no one had done it before. And even even like, I mean, I'm a shitty artist, but I've studied art. Right. I've taken a lot of art classes. My mom did. My mom taught me like color theory. I mean, the only thing I'm any good at painting is is miniatures. But there's like so much about color theory and about picking the exact right colors and you have to mix them yourself and you have to to get the perfect emotional reaction by contrasting this color to that color and it's like that's i mean there's so much that goes into artwork that people just don't think it about. should be the super uptight pretentious face painter and you're like i paint miniatures i paint miniature people miniature <laughs> masterpieces and then you go to the farmer's market and you're like Shh, i need complete silence <laughs> making yeah this <laughs> dyson needs to be a tiger you, i need complete silence you call that olive <laughs> Well, and you're right. I've seen renditions or copies of the Starry Night mm -hmm. or uh, the same style, and there are artists nowadays that are better. Like that do perhaps, yeah. They do yeah. a better. They can do a better version of his painting, but those were the first of their kind yeah. in that style, and that's yeah. like a uh, when you look at you know any type of artwork like that, like that's like. Oh, okay, like if you look at it, like, oh, it's not that crazy. Like, you know, Bob Ross painted some amazing pictures, you know what right. I mean? But it's like, they're not that crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There are artists that are like, they do fucking crazy shit, but it's all based I, on. I think his legacy and story ties into it too, though. Oh, like, for sure. For sure. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. tried to kill himself with the paint that he used yeah, on yeah, the Starry Night. Yeah, he's yeah, crazy. Like, like fire, there's, there's, like there's all kinds of weird shit. Like, or the, but, his, his quote behind the thought behind the Starry Night, you know what yeah. I mean? About what he said about like, uh, that this the way you take trains to another city. Like when you die, you take a train to a star. He said something about like uh, oh, cool. a living man. That. Yeah, it was like a living man can no, no more likely travel to a star than a dead man can take a train to the next city. It was like some cool, like prophetic thing that I was like, oh, that's pretty fucking. And that's like the way all his letters were. Like he was fucking poetic yeah. and, and well, cool that well the, that, versed. That and, their brother relationship was a little too close for me. That's weird. They're, I don't know. It was weird. But Ian Theo. Yeah, but it's cool that they that that got preserved and they have all yeah. those fucking letters both ways. They have yeah, all the letters. Yeah, eight hundred letters wild. preserved. It was a different time. That's yeah. a totally different time. Like I can't now, keep a fucking receipt, dude. I can't keep a receipt from like for like three hours. Right. I walk out of Target, that shit's gone. Dave dude. They can't kept find his letters. phone. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You should check out Tile. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I need an affiliate code. You know, you should check out <clears throat> the fucking Mocha Pot. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. Okay. But um, <laughs> yeah, just a crazy story. Like his his mental health issues, and there's still even. 
you know, I mean, who fucking knows, but tons of, you know, the articles are like, this expert says he had this and this expert says he had well, that. I think he was already he like kind of an emotionally unstable guy. Like yes. I, I have some, I have like people that have been in my life over time where I saw some of those behaviors and I was like, oh man, it's even like that in a different time. Like I know that guy. Yeah, I, used yeah, to, yeah. I used to work with that guy right, yeah. who acted that way um about some of like the uh like the, when like he likes someone and they didn't like him back stuff like i worked yeah. with this dude at best buy and i was just like man that fucking that's that guy he reminded me of someone very specific when we read this right but then syphilis will fucking make you do crazy shit that's true too fucking uh, but yeah. he had all of his i mean Lead his, poisoning his particular brand of of whatever uh was present before the syphilis kicked yeah. in. So yeah. I think it probably exacerbated it. That's but. what I'm saying. I feel like he was very emotionally unstable and kind of like, I don't know, depressed or something, dealing with some of that shit. Um, didn't know where he wanted to go. I mean, he didn't start paying until his fucking 30s. 30, you know what I mean, so yeah. I think he was like kind of a lost fucking soul and then like felt like he was rejected. And then for some reason had strange fucking like attractions to widows and shit. Like I watched this documentary and he was like, he had a thing for widows for like women in need. It was like very strange. Yeah. Um, so he's already weird, but then to get syphilis, which if untreated syphilis well, will make you go fucking if crazy. You're, um, like the, like the widow thing, if you're like emotionally unstable in yeah. any way, like you're saying, like that, that creates a need, right? you know what I mean? And so like he would look for like that fits perfectly. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it fits yeah. right in with, with what he is or what he saw himself as, or but you know, it, it was a Bob Ross things like licking the paintbrush. He's got lead in his system. Yeah, oh like yeah. Turpentine. All kinds it's of like a, it's and like I a fucking When I paint miniatures, I'm constantly licking the fucking paintbrush and I mean, I am ingesting paint, but it's, it's, it's water-based. It's water-based yeah. and the brush is like the size of a fucking pencil lead. Yeah. So it's like a different, it was like, fucking, it's a different, but I do think about it. it's cesium, bro, it don't matter. No, like, I do think about it every so often i'm like i don't know what the fuck is in this paint yeah, you, just, you can eat the paint now you know, like acrylics. yeah, yeah. Acrylic is weird. you could eat the paint then it just made you crazy yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. yeah different consequences yeah. that was even one thing that i never thought of was like when he lived like in the late 1800s was really like one of the bit like the the late 1800s and the 1950s and 60s were like two of the biggest booms of chemistry just mm. across the world, like what we can do with chemistry and what. I wonder it, if there was an alien crash maybe, at that time too, maybe, like yeah. late late 1800s. But they like one of the articles I I read said that like when all these new synthetic paints were introduced for the very first time, that was right about the time that his paintings went from like standard looking paintings to these brightly colored. Because everybody says that he's the master of yeah. color. And it was because he immediately took on these new paints, whereas a lot of painters wanted to were do like, their old they shit. wouldn't ever yeah. touch it. Like we we know like they they were formally trained and they knew how to use old school paints and do all this stuff. And he taught it he taught himself I think how to there do was everything. Two so stages when the new to paints that too, came out, like, he just fucking took Also them when he went to go with his brother in Paris, he saw new art and was like, yeah. Oh, wow, like you can That's do very this. vibrant. Yeah. Like you can do that. Yeah. And also like the thing back then was like, Man, you're painting your environment. So if he lives in some gloomy ass fucking gloomsville, you know, where like, if his you live Washington and you're a painter and you live in fucking Africa and you're a painter. You know what I mean? Like how different is that going to be for shading and shit just because of the amount of sunlight and shadowing. I mean, just like if you live in wide open spaces versus you live in Maine or fucking uh, San Diego, like you're going to have two radically different color palettes. Things that you're painting, Mike, oh, you're painting buildings. So you're really good at perspective, but this other person's in some fucking non-urban environments. Like, oh, it's landscape. You're really good at nature techniques, you know? And and uh, then the, and then came the other paints on top of that. Yeah, so it was yeah, like yeah. that on top of that. Yeah. 
Um, so, uh, he painted somewhere around 2,100, there are 2,100 known cataloged paintings of his. It's a lot. Um, it is a lot. He would, it said that like most of his paintings, like even his masterpieces, he would paint them in a matter of hours. Yeah. Um, but I think that treats it unfairly because you'll see, which you can find with really good artists, you'll see all the sketches it's like there's a bunch of sketches of the starry night of him drawing out in in black and white or doing a rudimentary paint scheme. You know, it's like, yeah, it took him a couple hours to paint he it, planned it, but he fucking thought about that and, yeah. and visualized it and planned it for fucking months, potentially Probably, before yeah. he was finally ready to sit down and, and knock it out. Well, it's a weird thing, too. That's the whole do you value time over quality type thing. Like if, if fucking Tesla can roll a fucking Tesla, like a $70,000 Tesla off the factory line in like fucking 18 hours or something, you're still going to pay 60 grand for it. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter right. if it only took him 18 hours. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that's still fucking worth yeah. that no, money. It is what, the what Dave, product. What yeah. Dave's talking about is the, the, a lot of people will sit down and just do something. Right. Just, uh, just pop it out. Right. Boom. That took me two hours. Yeah. A true artist. They're going to really fucking. Well, real, and, yeah. and when you were saying that, like boys, the men like came to mind because they talked about when we did the boys, the men episode, the documentary, it was saying that like boys, the men hated when people would be like, Hey, just sing, sing that thing real quick. Right. And because they they sat down and they wanted to get their harmonies perfect, sure. And they and it took them time, Forever. yeah. It took them time to get the harmonies yeah. perfect, right? And they hated being rushed. At, and that reminded me of that because he, he, an artist is an artist, whether it be in music sure. or whether it be in painting, yeah. um, or any. I mean, you could be an artist in anything, uh, but but he took his time developing the idea and what the he was thought of what he wanted to put down into a painting and then came the painting, you know, and there were probably I'm a lot sure of, paintings. we never did a boys to men episode. We talked about boys to men. Yeah. We never did. Episode, we did boys to men. No. What part yeah, do you on bro? Yeah, yeah, we, we didn't. didn't. I was mm-hmm. just rolling with it. Cause I thought that was awesome. We did a boys to men episode. We did not. We, we did. did. Not what did we I would do remember that? I always remember cause I didn't do artwork for it. I know we I did. didn't do that. We did. It had the two, had the, like the album no, cover. No, that you're just picturing the CD cover. Yeah. We're striking a pose. Yeah. My hat was sideways. What, song, what was it that we did? We talked crossed. about Boys to Men. I'm probably music producers or something. Uh, it was probably going to be a producer. Yeah. Um, Rick Rubin. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's who it was. So not not the Boys to Men episode, then the Rick Rubin episode. So the MC episode. Thinking about Boys to Men was what right. brought that on. I don't know. I watched a documentary of some sort. Um. So even with those paintings, apparently a lot of his paintings are gone because at some point. His mom just threw away crates upon crates of finished Van Gogh paintings. That's crazy. Because within his lifetime, he only ever sold one painting. Like there was no, he wasn't famous. There was no market for his work. So she was like, Jesus Christ, I've got like fucking 10 crates full of fucking Vincent's paintings taking up my fucking attic. Like I'm getting rid of this shit, you know? Um, but, uh, and his most famous paintings are uh, Starry Night, um, Irises, Sunflowers, Self-Portrait. Um, I didn't know this was his, but I love the fucking painting. Skull of a Skeleton with Burning, with burning Cigarette. Yeah, what is that one? It's fucking great painting. Look it like, I never like a knew wine that bo- was It sounds like a wine bottle label. Never, because it doesn't <laughs> look like his shit. I was like, that's fucking Van what's Gogh. The, what's the title of it again? Um, Skull of a Skeleton with Burning Cigarette. I just hit my microphone and let you say it. Okay. You've seen it before. I know you've seen it before. Oh, weird. 
Huh. Skull of an elephant with burning man man man. This shit? Yes. I hadn't seen that. You hadn't seen no, that? Oh, that's fucking weird. Great that seems dude. way off fucking <laughs> yeah, it does. for him. That was a fucking dark point. That yeah. was like the night before he drank the turpentine, I think. Because that's some fucking absinthe. That was an absinthe. Yeah, that night. might have been yeah. an absinthe night. Um, yeah, skull of an elephant with burning mandibles is different. Yeah, that's okay. a totally different thing. What's that? Um, and then uh, he also had a painting called The Sower, which is probably my. Starry Night really blows my mind, but The Sower is a pretty amazing painting. Um, but uh, so his his uh, youth, he was born in 1853 in Groot Zandert. He also worked at fucking like Goopel or Pet some Smart. shit. No, Goopel or something. They kept saying it in the documentary and they kept saying like there's something Google Industries. But it's like Goopel or something. Was that the art dealership? Yes. Okay. And it's yeah, it's like literally pronounced. It sounds just like Google. They said Weird. it so many times. Like that sounds like they're saying Google. Yeah. Like yeah. he worked at Google before Google was Google. And for the record, I said Cooper, it so many times. Cooper. We say Vincent Van Gogh, yes. but it's actually like Klingon style, Gough. and you have to say Vincent Van Gogh. <laughs> like you have to. I think they say like Gogh. Yeah, like Gogh. I don't think it's anything weird because uh, I also watched Simon fucking what's his fuck. Cowl. Yeah, I don't like that fucking guy, but he just talks too fast. It's too much. It's like monotone and fast and so hard to like really get anything out of that fucking guy. Who? Um the fucking V <laughs> not oh I rolled he's hard for you to he's hard for you to understand. Vsauce. The Vsauce guy? Who? People know what I'm talking about. What are you talking he's about? covered every fucking topic. You look up anything that motherfucker has a video on some voiceover. Yeah, he's, he's like so about... fucking podcast. It's like yeah. you look it up, he did it. You know? That was a compliment to us. So his father, Theodorus Van Gogh, uh, was a minister, and his mother was um, an artist who preferred drawing and watercolors. Mm. And she taught, you know, from a young age, she taught him how to paint, how to draw. Um, so even though he didn't, and that that's part of the thing. It's like, again, he, grew saying up with he, it, he didn't, didn't start it. painting until he was 30, it's but he had lie. a childhood, yeah. a pre-television, pre-radio, pre-Nintendo childhood, painting, yeah. painting and drawing. Yeah. And his Probably brother- farming and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And his, his brother was an art dealer. And when he was 15, he started working for an art dealer. Yeah. So he studied art his entire life, yeah. even if he didn't start painting until he was 30. Um, but- uh, he was born, I think, to the day. I might be wrong on that, but I think to the day, one year after their stillborn son, yeah, no. which was the first Vincent. That's so they part- named their son Vincent. He was stillborn. And then a year to the day, they birthed they had him. A, they, he was born and they still just named him. It's like, you can't come up with a different name. No. I, think I think they think that like really his soul was yeah. No, it did. I they said that, that a, up, a part man. of his melancholy as a child was because he saw a fucking like gravestone marker with his yeah. complete uh, name that's and, up. and like birthday. Here on lies the fucking Vincent ep- Van Gogh. Yeah. 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 On his birthday, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm like, no, that's just your little baby baby brother that died that's just your dead brother so like yeah you're not safe babies die yeah, yeah. have fun with that child you could have <laughs> at least called me Vinny. Like, yeah you know even like you could have done something dude and he's one of six siblings you gave the other ones new names i want to know maybe not they could have they could have <laughs> had a had i want to know uh what happened to theo's vincent baby because like did he make it a little further like every every generation got a little oh, further. i never found out yeah because yeah. theo had a baby a vincent and he named it vincent baby. Van Gogh. Yeah. um and they wept together hmm 
when the baby was born. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had a strange relationship. Yeah, I'm telling you, they did. Yeah, they did. Wept is a weird word. Mm-hmm. It is. It's like moist. It's like mm-hmm. wet yeah. with pee. Yeah, wept. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I wept my pants. Yeah. I've wept yeah, all over my that. shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wept my ass. So he's got yeah, your pussy's uh, really wept. <laughs> two younger brothers, wept cream, and three younger sisters. That's weird. And uh, Theo, his brother, um, becomes it's actually Theo from the Cosby Show. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. That was his brother. Um, he became. I'm guessing he was a fairly successful art dealer because he just single handedly bankrolled the majority of Vincent's adult life. Hmm. Yeah. Like he gave them money for rent and for food. I don't know that it was that expensive travel, he, but I mean, he, like, he like, told them there wasn't going to be a lot of interest in his paintings in Paris because of it was, uh, it was mainly impressionism or impressionistic art or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was really getting good money for it already. He's like, okay, well, I'm not going to be able to sell this, but let me give you a hundred bucks and try to tide you over for yeah. the next month. And he's you know just I mean? fucking no, because only one just, painting was sold in his lifetime, and then all like he only gained fame after he died true, because yeah. Theo's Dude. wife did a. Uh, yeah, yeah, she continued the legacy and pushed it. Um, the crazy thing is, like, I watched this documentary and the mom hated his artwork. Like, he always, always like second to the dead baby, and like she <laughs> did not like his artwork. The dead baby's art was way legit, better. He gave her a painting. He painted some. I can't remember what the painting was. He painted for Starry Night. She used it to patch a hole in the fence. Oh Damn. fuck, dude! Dude, some of those paintings like fifty eight million dollars. Yeah, like we'll never know what the fuck it looked like. She used it to pa- patch a hole in the fence. It got rained on. Fucking dogs pissed on it. It just faded away. Grass grew through it. Just patched the fucking hole in the fence with it. So Iris, that, so Iris is, get through. Iris is sold for fifty three point nine million. And portrait of Doctor Gatchet, who was his psychiatrist after he got let out of the oh, you mean, you mean Inspector Inspector Gatchet yeah. Inspector Gatchet? Yeah. Um, that was eighty two point so good. Gadget yeah. Yeah. was eighty two point five million. So his shit Fuck. fucking sells, dude. I've never even seen that one. I meant to is look the, it up. Is I've the Starry Night like it. like uh, priceless? Pretty much like there's not a. Yeah, I think so. Like it's I one of those it's like that's just fucking. Yeah, I was surprised Iris's was even wasn't priceless because that's like one of his most famous paintings. I was kind of surprised it didn't sell for more than 53 million. But then again, I didn't uh, read when it sold. You've seen it. It's that one. Oh, I have yeah. seen it. Yeah. So I didn't see when that was sold for 50. That might've been the 1970s or some shit. And now it would be God knows what it says but. that, uh, October 21st, 2021. So it's just last year. Uh, the starry night is estimated to be worth over a hundred million. That's imagine. not a fucking lot of money, man. That's what blows my mind about places like the Museum of Modern Art. I'm gonna go in like there. Like they own it's just all chilling. that shit. Yeah. In some I, cases, I don't know they if don't. they own it though. In some like, cases, someone else there. owns it and yeah. just permanently puts it. It's because at the museum and it, they might be getting paid basically to put it there because the like I would think that the museums would kind of uh, pay people for exhibits because they're gonna want people to come in for them. You know what I mean? Well, that does happen, but I think a lot of times with those super rare paintings, it's someone who's so fucking ridiculously rich and they endow the museum anyway with like gifts of millions of dollars a year because they love art. And then meanwhile, you're free to hang, you know, the Starry Night there and there's going to be a plaque that says, this is the Starry Night by Vincent Van Gogh, currently owned by Dave Moten. You know, eat a bag of dicks. You'll never own this bit. I'm going to spoil it for the the heister that's going to pull this off because I don't think anyone's done this yet. The problem with trying to steal art like that is like once you get out, you're on. There's a helicopters are going to chase you, cars are going to chase you, they're going to get you. 
They're gonna, you're not going to escape in your escape vehicle from the helicopter. They're going to track you down like OJ and find out where you're oh, going. Oh, you just like tried to yoink it and run out of the museum. Yeah, you like yoink it off. Like you're not that far. Oh, it'd have to be more sophisticated than that. Yeah. Here, no, I'm telling you, like, like the Italian job. The simplicity of it is this: a fucking decent fucking drone, a decent drone with a fucking like lockbox the size of that motherfucker on the bottom of it, and just fucking. Pop in someone's fucking zoom, VR, zoom out it. that fucking door. It probably gone, won't come off the wall. The whole museum probably has a fucking emergency red button Shut lockdown. Down. Yeah. Boom, so down. Yeah. It's like I remember I was in Vegas and the power went out in whatever the big pirate one, the pirate casino. Uh, Excalibur. No. Pirate, pirate casino. A big fucking pirate ship in front of it and they have like oh, a yeah, pirate yeah. show Excalibur. all the time. I think it's yeah. Excalibur. Anyway, it's not Excalibur. I think um, it might be Excalibur. I think it's not Excalibur. Panda Palace. Panda, Panda Palace. That's exactly it. But the power went out, and like as soon as the power went out, like fucking, you just heard the ratcheting <laughs> clank of <laughs> gates yeah. all around the fucking main room of the casino, and it's like the people you at going the tables didn't look super yeah. happy. Because there's all this fucking, all these chips and money. Like someone could have yoinked what was on the table right. and potentially gotten near the exit. No. Yeah. But the cameras were out like, you yeah. know, but you Fuck, weren't getting yeah. out of the room. Yeah. And it was only out for like a couple of seconds. And then the lights came back up. And <laughs> it was a long yeah, time before fucking, the gates opened. Yeah. You know, there they were a bunch of security motherfuckers. Yeah. Look, like rewind every table. Is Are these the chips that are supposed to be? It was probably automated, to be honest. Probably chip recognition on the table. I bet if you knew just a little bit, like if you fucking cut the power and were there to witness what happened one time, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you fucking have some quick dry epoxy where you put like a metal fucking thing where the gate's supposed to drop. It just kink stops halfway. You got your fucking drone. I don't think it's on the museum, man. I know some like bullshit museums that are super small. People can just grab paintings and get out. Yeah. But I feel like it's also like. But no one's done anything with a a drone yet like that. Like No. I think you could pull some shit off because no one's chasing that. Like cop car camp, it's gone. Zip. I don't think it's going to come off the wall though. I think that yeah. motherfucker is just stuck on that fucking wall. Like you probably need to do some serious shit. Hanging there. I don't what? Think it is just hanging. It wasn't there. in yeah, a case. It didn't know. have any weird apparatus on the back of it. You'd have to modify the actual frame. You can't really see yeah. the back of it because it's like securely yeah, up against the, the Museum wall. of Modern Art has owned it since 1941 though. Oh shit! They acquired Whoa. it from Lily P. Bliss, who is a great name. like a. <clears throat> Yeah, she was like a, a famous uh, art collector. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's that's pretty. That's they probably got it for a good price. They like probably a, a, did. Nineteen forty one. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was probably expensive, but not a hundred million dollars expensive. But tell me, like it's just sitting there, man. The one, yeah, like, you literally can walk. Like, I promise you, Brent. I, uh, check this out, though. That are, there are people. Let me who look work on the internet. MoMA no, no, I know. I'm not. I'm, who I'm, are like? I'm away from who the have, Who have outthought the? It's just sitting there. Factor. But the crazy, stupid motherfuckers in the world. You could have like paint thinner and a super soaker and fucking walk straight and just dose that fucking thing and be done. Yeah, that, that kind of shit could happen. But no one does it. Could happen. But someone. I mean, I suspect even if that happened, you would probably be able to get it downstairs and get that shit off of there before it's set. Like, there's gonna be Maybe, a fucking yeah. paint restorer room that's gonna. That's going to fix it. I, I, I'm always surprised when I go to a museum and see an amazing piece of art within that close of reach. And it's like, and it's just, it's just right there and there's nothing covering it up. I saw the Mona Lisa, and dude. That like, was right fucking there, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't you say you saw the Mona Lisa somewhere? Like it had been moved somewhere. I thought you saw it. Um, yeah, I was in New York and they had, they, they had the, it there. Yeah. The Mona Lisa was there. And then the farmer one, the fucking yeah, yeah. farmer. Oh yeah. Uh, Cause I think American I saw that Gothic. too. From the, it was in the Louvre. <laughs> yeah. That was in the, it was in the, what's the other big museum? Not the not the Met. The um, the other big museum in New York. Fuck, 
Chuck E. Cheese. I don't know. There's a bunch in New York. I don't no, know. No, it's the big one. Chuck E. Cheese has like well, those ro- the, the robot bears and shit. No, it's it's uh what is it? <laughs> what? Robot bears? Fucking pen just fucking I think it was oh it, it was in the paper. Met. The Metropolitan uh Museum of Art. Because they had a badass samurai. I think it's the, that's the same museum. No, they're two different ones. The Met and MoMA are different. Yeah, because you have the. Oh, you're right. The Museum yeah, of Modern museum, Art. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The they had the they had the Mona Lisa, and they had the fuck. They had a bunch of other ones, and then On they display. had yeah, and they had um, a bunch of Picassos. Like mm-hmm. fucking, there was a bunch of create. Like his fucking scribble drawings, yeah, you know. Yeah. And then uh, they had. I just remember that because they had a badass fucking samurai exhibit. They had fucking like the original fucking samurai uniforms in these cases. They're fucking amazing. Yeah. Like the, the, actually the quality a, and craftsmanship. A version of, of that came through here. Yeah. Like it's a bunch of samurai armor and fucking shit. Crazy. I went down and saw that it fucking blew my mind. Yeah. So yeah, so at 15, he were again, his uncle Cornelius is the is uh, works at works or owns, I wasn't sure, this place called Goopel in C. Goopel. Um, which was a Goople. art com. dealer firm in The Hague. And uh, so his uncle gets him a job there and gets his brother a job there. And then by 15, he was fluent in French, German, English, and Dutch. Um, he was considered to be a very intelligent kid. I mean, again, he was self-taught with art, with everything he did, he was self-taught. Um, he moves to London, I think when he's 20 in 1873, um, and starts to work in the Grupal Gallery in London. Um, and he, he really falls for, for British culture. And, uh, he starts to read a bunch. He starts to read, uh, uh, British literature. He starts to read, uh, George Dickens and, or uh, Charles Dickens and George Eliot. And, uh, he starts to study, he studies astronomy apparently. Um, cause at one point, one of the video, I'll put a link in it. There was a video specifically about the starry night and like people trip because they're like, when you look at the swirl of the stars in his cosmos, it's actually what galaxies and shit look like. Right. And he's like, but in 1890, nobody that. knew this. But then in the video, they were like, there was actually, actually some people did know that because if you had a good enough telescope, you could see those distinct right. celestial objects. And I guess there was a, an astronomer who drew what these galaxies looked like um, in this big it. fat book. Uh, and they know for a fact that he knew he met that astronomer and he read and owned that book. It's called Big so Fat Galaxies. Big Fat Galaxies. Yeah. So he, there's a good chance he actually did know what those things in the cosmos looked like because he studied that shit and then used it later on in the, in the painting. Um, but, uh, so his first mental break, uh, that he has, he falls in love with his landlady's daughter in, uh, London named Eugenie lawyer. Um, she, uh, Apparently she was secretly engaged to someone else who used to rent the room. So, uh, she shot him down and, uh, it fucked him up. He's he's like sold all his shit. He he sold, he got rid of, he loved books and he loved reading. He sold all of his books except for his Bible. Um, you know, I think that like, obviously love is, love is a crazy thing. Like love will make you do fucking crazy fucking things, right? Like you can think the world is over, but back then I feel like maybe more so. Like now you're like, you know, 
millions of fish in the sea probably for an average sure. person like oh you'll meet someone else you're going to work at another job or you can go get on some fucking app or something you're going to meet somebody yeah. mm-hmm. but country, I mean, then it was like dating, man think how demographically like yeah you were locked in you were locked in there it's like this is your perspective space. you yeah. have this interaction with this yeah. girl from this spot on that street and any other ways you're gonna have to make an extreme effort yeah. to interact with another woman somewhere right. especially in a way that would end up in an intimate relationship where there was a possibility yeah. of anything happening you know what I mean, I mean? the so only way that like, would have happened if they were someone who lived farther away was if the families knew each other and it was somewhat arranged yeah or something, you came over you for know? tea one time yeah. and you're like oh three summers back i saw nope you're with someone like yeah. you've been arranged that yeah it's probably way harder i bet so he gets fired from his job because apparently he got so moody yeah. and angry that he would go up to people who were considering buying a painting and he would say, don't waste your money on art. It's worthless. Yeah. And shoo people away. So, so he the got world fired. is over. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He got real exactly. He did. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, at that point, and I didn't know this whole chunk of time at all. Um, he, uh, so that was in 1873. And he spends a long fucking time now being a minister like studying I feel uh, like it was gospel. probably like celibacy he was like fuck that shit like like I'm not going to Maybe. I'm not going to mess with women ministers aren't allowed to be well, with women Well I also women. think I mean he had two paths based on what he saw with his parents one was right. art one was being a minister Right and fuck art this didn't work out so I'm going to become a minister Um his dad was an engineer or something no No he was a minister hmm. That might have been the other artist I studied maybe Maybe Um so he uh Devotes his life to God. He becomes a minister. He spends several years and he goes to the school of theology in Amsterdam. Um, after years there, when he's finally ready to graduate and become a full minister, um, they, he has to take his Latin exams, which he can pass because he knows the Latin. Yeah. He speaks four languages. Yeah. And he refuses to take it because he says Latin is a dead language and the church needs to move forward. Wow. And they're Some like, principle, he's like, well, no. if you don't take this test, you're not going to become a fucking minister. And he's like, well, then I'm not going to become a minister. No. Fuck your stupid Latin. He's Fuck all, your couch. He's all, see your dead language. <laughs> like, and I will raise you. I quit. Exactly. I'm going to try to get a girlfriend again. Um, but he still wants to be a, a minister. He just refuses to take that test. He had to be like more like an MC Hammer style min- minister. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Not like an official one. So in, in, sorry, 1978, in 1878, he volunteers to go to this like super poor coal mine in the south of Belgium where usually ministers from the church are sent when they're being punished. And I'll he's like, myself but he's like, if you know, yeah. I know you don't have anybody to cover that fucking coal mine. Like, I'm not going to take the Latin test. I'll go do the coal mine shit. And they're like, right. fine, go do the coal mine. Right. <laughs> So he goes to the coal mine somebody. and the people, the people there call him Christ of the coal mines because apparently he really made a difference and was really good at what he did. Turned him around. Yeah. Turned the coal um, mines around. And, uh, but the, apparently everybody started to love him so much that he, everybody started to think he was like becoming a martyr. Yeah. He's going to start a coal. Oh, like, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I'm going to, I'm preaching to the poorest of the poor in this coal mine. Everybody down there loves me. Fuck your church. Fuck your Latin. Fuck your couch. And uh, they were like, Vincent, you're gonna have to Van go somewhere else. This exactly, shit's getting uncomfortable. Dude. So, yeah. so, so got his name. That yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was Van Gogh before that, yeah. but after that, they they were like, you got to Van yeah. Gogh. Van Gogh, um, fuck yourself. So uh, at that point, he's like, well, fuck you. Then I'm gonna study art. So quote, yeah, so he said. Yeah. 
except he said it in uh, Dutch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that changes everything now. Yeah, it does. Yeah, my whole visual thing is all fucked up. No, I can't understand anything anyone's saying no, in I my can't. head. <laughs> no. yeah, he was like, Donkey yeah. Kong, all fong, yeah. dong, mong. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. I didn't really spoke Dutch, dude. Speak Dutch. I'm, wow. hard, I'm German Dutch. That was legit. Yeah. So in the fall of 1880, he moves to Brussels and becomes an artist. And at this point, this motherfucker, like, I quit even putting it in my notes because it's just like he moves to two different cities a year for like the rest of his life. He just moves to a new major. And most of them are like big cities. Um, and I think that's part of his self study of art. It's like, Oh, I moved to Brussels and I'm studying art. And it's like, I've met every artist here. I've seen every technique that's being studied in Brussels. And someone in Brussels is like, Oh, you should see the motherfuckers over in such and such. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, I will. And then he goes there and they're like, oh, you know, you know, eventually he goes to Paris, like right during the Moulin Rouge days, you know, but he's just he's traveling through Europe, going to every place where there is a big art scene. The Beach so Boys song, I Get it. Around, was actually yeah. it's, it's written about him. But he was oh, known well, yeah. for saying too, like he was say, Tupac covered it later. Yeah. yeah. They say, you know, you should go see this person. He's like, I bet you I will I bet you. And they're like, no, that's what we're saying. He's like, I bet you I will. Oh, is that his That's letters? what he would do. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. He got real. It's weird when you told about it. Yeah, <laughs> it was weird. It's a weird thing. That's why he did. Yeah. yeah. It was known. Um, that's why he painted irises. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, so Theo, at this point, Theo's like. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't follow that logic? Yeah. I don't know, man. I thought my Beach Boys was going to hit hard, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I thought my beach voice was getting harder. I haven't threw Tupac in there for you guys. I didn't get no black credit. <laughs> we knew it was fake. It was all fake. Yeah. It's hard to it's hard to get black credit out of a reference that starts with Van Gogh and the Beach Boys. Yeah, and made it all the way to Tupac. True. Like even like yeah. Tupac isn't black enough to counteract Van Gogh and no. the Beach Boys. No. He no. might be able to cover two of the Beach yeah. Boys, yeah. <laughs> but the the other Beach Boy and he just, who's yeah. black enough? Who's he black just, enough he just, well, you need uh, more than Shaft, that. Maybe yeah, Shaft you need on. more than that. <laughs> yeah, he 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 covers the Beach Ball. Yeah, yeah the yeah. Beach Boys had. Yeah. Yeah. He was a gangster rapper that died in fucking gang violence. Yeah, that's not black was enough. It, for it you? wasn't gang violence. I mean, he might be he he might have been enough to cover the Beach Boys. <laughs> that's but not wrong. him and Van. If it had been a Am single Van artist, Van. not an entire group, that was the problem. There's four white guys. Yeah, it was like yeah. a super fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had to take out all. Well, four Uncle of them. Jesse was there too, though. So that's that's narrows it down. Who was brown? Oh, yeah, so uh, it softens it a little. No. I'm beating the fuck out of this dead Uncle horse. Jesse. Yeah, he was in the Beach Boys for a little while, the Full House guy. I thought you meant John the, Stamos. Yeah, Who's John Stamos. Un- Stamos the Young. Stamos the Young. Who was the uncle from uh, Dukes of Hazard? What? Wasn't that Uncle the Jesse? Uncle? No. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. No. I think that oh, was, was it Uncle, Uncle Jesse. Jesse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that yeah, makes Uncle that Jesse. shit white as fuck. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? You threw Uncle, Uncle Jesse. Jesse and you're doubling down on whiteness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was picking your teeth with a piece of straw and some overalls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Uncle Jesse lived in a house with all white people. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. He was married to a white woman. So, which Uncle Jesse? Full House Uncle Jesse. Okay. John Stamos. Both of them, actually. The answer is yeah, yes. Yeah, both of them. Yes. True, true, he lived, true. Yes. True Uncle Jesse enough. lived in a house with all white people. <laughs> true enough. Doesn't matter which one. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Just one family had a cooler car is all. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, you never saw Bob Saget's car. <laughs> it was not as cool <laughs> as the General true. Lee. No, it wasn't as cool as the General cut, Lee. No, we uh, cut a scene and he gets in the General Lee. They're like, let's it's just, the movie. <laughs> it's Uncle Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> 
What did Uncle Jesse drive in Duke's Motorcycle. Yeah, he rode a motorcycle. I think, he, no. was it? I think it was no. a pickup truck. I'm going to type just, he? here's the test. I'm going to type Uncle Jesse <laughs> and nothing See what else. comes up. <laughs> it's going to be Full House because that's, yeah, yeah, that's the newest. Yeah, that's the newest. They just came out with a new new. I'll put in Duke's of Hazard and see what happens here just to follow up. But it, might, it might be a different name. I'm pretty sure that was Uncle Jesse, see, though. Uncle on Dukes of Hazard. So Uncle Jesse Dukes okay. of Hazard, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> show what he drove. Uh, oh, it's the old dude? Yeah. Yeah. And Oh, that's funny. Look at this. You're Jesse, my Jesse. Oh, nice. Someone yeah. side by Uncle side. Jesse, Look at that. Uncle Jesse and how different generations <laughs> shop. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. It's a fucking, we are not a, the first one to make that yeah. connection. Yeah. <laughs> when you hear Uncle, Je- Uncle Jesse, who comes to mind first? Yeah, I guess that just proves I'm old because I immediately thought of the Dukes of Hazzard. Uh, it looks like he drove yeah. an old pickup truck because you can see it right in the background over yeah, his shoulder. Yeah, I think it was yeah. an old pickup. Yeah. Um, he has a so, Ford, Ford, definitely. He starts uh, studying uh, under a couple of different artists in Brussels. I don't know who any of them are, but I'm sure they were very important. Not trying to be ironic. I truly believe that. Um, he started to, uh, in 1885, he started working on his first painting that people now consider to be one of his masterpieces, which is called potato eaters. Yeah. Um, which looks nothing like what you would think a Van Gogh painting looks like. It's no. just dark it, and it sounds, bleak, it sounds totally like different scary. style. Like potato eaters sounds like some gory potato shit. Potato eaters. I think it it's comes poor from people around a table. Just like, poor people, like, the coal mines. Like you get that, you get the coal mine vibe from this damn, painting. It made I'm me start think, calling poor people potato eaters. <laughs> that's fucked up. It made me think that's about uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate up. Factory. Like, yeah, getting, that, like kinda, that scene where yeah, there's like a family, the poor. Right. Yeah. So he falls for another uh, woman in 1884 uh, named Margot Begaman, who was a neighbor's daughter who was 10 years older than he was. Um, They hung out all the time. Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. Uh, She would travel with them and stuff. And uh, they they both fell in love with each other mm. and uh, they wanted to get married. But um, the families uh, didn't agree to the marriage. And uh, fucking old. She. Well, I mean, they I guess were, they were probably both reliant on someone else for their money. True. Like Starving well, was Van, probably Van Gogh only lived to he was like 40 something. 37. 37, yeah. yeah he's fucking So, young, but if his so. brother said, "I don't approve of that marriage," like you're the one paying all the fucking bills, and she might have been relying on her family for money as well, so they might have both been like, "Well, fuck, I guess we can't Couldn't get married." To, what? Like, you know, let that stop you. They didn't love each other. I think love. he loved art more than her, probably. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't excited about that one. But went, she tried to kill herself girls. with strychnine. Then he got really um, turned on. Man. He's like, all right, this is what I was looking for, girl. Yeah. 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 I wanted a crazy bitch. And the same year that, sh- that he they found her. out they couldn't have gotten married, she tried to kill herself with strychnine, and his father died of a heart attack. So yeah. that, was a, that was a rough year. Um, but he goes to Paris the year after. And uh, he, he just wrote shows several up. letters over like a period of like years, I think. And they were like, his brother would always respond, but never send him an invite. Right. And then he finally just said, fuck it. Fuck I'm just going to show just up. Showing up. Yeah. So he shows up in Paris where his brother is an art dealer and just fucking crashes his house. It's wild how much information we have. And a lot of it is because of the letters. It's all because it, of those it letters. It draws yeah. that narrative, you know? And he even, a ton of the letters, he also wrote letters to all these other famous mm-hmm. artists because once he would meet these artists and befriend them, for the most part, they became friends for life. 
And there's like, you know, and also that whole year when he gets, you know, spoiler alert, when he gets locked up in an asylum, right. all he does is paint and write. So a ton of letters go out to people while he's in that asylum. You Have know? you seen the the Willem Dafoe? Uh, Van Gogh movie? No. Yeah, I didn't watch it either. I want to watch. There's a Van Gogh movie that came out a couple of years ago that's like they filmed the whole movie, but then they animate it so the whole movie looks like a Van Gogh I painting. I saw something about that, yeah. And it looks fucking amazing. Like it looks super cool. And apparently it took them years to do it because they had like this panel of artists that would be just like a cgi group frame and they would be like frame by frame every frame needs to look like a van gogh painting and they turned every single frame of the film into van so the whole thing is just this moving swimming van gogh painting i can't remember what it's called but i really want to see it why they didn't come up i was doing research yeah i didn't think about it until right now it didn't yeah i don't remember seeing it either um but yeah in paris he starts to hang out with uh uh Paul Gauguin, who's a huge artist. Uh, it's uh, called Loving Vincent. That's right. 2017. Uh, Camille Pissarro, um, unfortunate name, but I I know his name and I know he's a, a famous artist. And he becomes really good friends with uh, Toulouse-Lautrec, which means that he was fucking fully hanging out at the Moulin Rouge like dancing girls, prostitutes, absinthe, yeah. like that whole bohemian thing like van gogh is in the middle of it you know in paris uh studying art and they're all learning from each other and apparently through this whole thing like uh gauguin was like you need to stop being realistic in your paintings like everything you paint is like some like you're trying to capture what really happened like you need to open your imagination and just come up with some shit like quit worrying about what the real world looks like and like expand your mind and he just wouldn't do it um and uh, they would pose for each other so that they didn't have to pay for models. Um, and uh, at this point, he also started to collect like another big thing of the era of this whole bohemian movement was like studying the the quote unquote Orient. So they all started to buy uh, paintings from like Japanese artists and buy prints uh, of Japanese artists and study what they did. And again, I never would have put it together, but they they even compare uh, I, it's in my notes later, but they start to compare some of his works with these Japanese uh, artists. I can see that. Yeah, did. yeah. The the way he does clouds, like in yeah, the, yeah. In the, like the, the later stuff, that, the way yeah. he does stuff, like yeah. it is reminiscent mm-hmm. of uh, Japanese styling. Yeah, it's not the same. Like no, but it you is can his see, own you can way. See that, but there is yeah, influence that in it flow, for sure. that yeah. movement yeah. is is all there. Um, he uh, <clears throat> what else is here? He falls in love with his uh, cousin Kate, who was mm. recently widowed. Mm. And uh, when in Paris, and when he professes his love to her, um, she moves back to Amsterdam because she thinks it's gross. <laughs> it's like we're cousins, bro. Yeah. Uh, You're my cousin. You're he my fell cousin. in love with a, an alcoholic prostitute named Klesina. He just fucking falls in love with everybody. He falls in love with a prostitute whose last name was Hornick. My name is Klesina Hornick. The whole thing sounds Klesina like STD. Hornick, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need to clear that up. Yeah. Um, and apparently they did start to date and she quit being a prostitute. And when she went back to prostitution, um, she broke up with him and he became depressed. And uh, she's like, I got to I got to get some different dick. Like, and again, is, Theo was like, no Vincent, if you keep following this prostitute, I'm not giving you any more money. 
So he's like, okay, I got to Which I feel like the money thing was like, I think he was so far out there that they were like, dude, another prostitute? Like, yo, I'm not giving you any more money. Yeah. Like, stop, using stop it. with oh, the yeah. marrying a prostitute shit. Yeah. You're a little too far out Can't there. Can't turn Vincent. a hoe into a housewife. Come <laughs> like, on, Vincent. So I feel like, like at first I was like, what, like, you know, that's kind of fucked up. He's like stepping in and not letting him get into these relationships and threatening him by cutting him off with money. Like they're but all prostitutes. I'm kind shit. of thinking like his in the cousin, yeah, yeah, yeah. prostitutes, it's like fucking, yeah, just random <laughs> yeah. ass. Yeah. Motherfucker um, walks into a drugstore and just fucking falls yeah, in love with exactly. the fucking lady behind the counter. Cause she was holding the bottle of pills. Yeah. I love her. Oh my gosh. I love you. So he moves to a place called Durenth, um, which is in the Netherlands. Uh, and then he spends a long time just going fucking town to town, you know, house to house being kind of a nomad. And Couch then, surfing. He left yeah. cause he didn't pay Durenth. Probably. <laughs> then he finally settles on a place in the South of France. Um, that's called the yellow house, um, that he painted, um, there's famous paintings of the yellow house and uh he basically made the decision to spend all of his money on art supplies and would like starve himself because i can either buy more brushes and paints and canvas or i can get food and he would just not eat for days because he'd rather like, have the art supplies like coffee bread and absinthe. absinthe. yeah, yeah. his diet for a long time was coffee bread and absinthe um, well, That's I don't know what more you need. Yeah, Dude, there's, some hun- there's some Hunter S. Thompson like fucking secret recipe to the fucking like artistic. You know what I mean? Like you just yeah. fucking you need like substance abuse and coffee, right? Just harsh fucking things that are bad for and you. Starve yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So the famous uh, instance uh, in uh, of his uh, mental illness is in 1888, and uh, he's feeling sick and strange because mm. all he eats is bread. Yeah, no coffee shit. Sick and, and strange. I like that. Sick and strange. And he keeps inviting his, uh, he keeps inviting Gauguin to come and visit him. And uh, he doesn't want to go to some small ass fucking town because he's partying it up at the fucking I don't Moulin think he Rouge. invited Gauguin. His, I thought his brother sent him to supervise him because fucking uh, Vincent was acting like a fucking crazy person. Oh, and is they that were, what Yeah, was? they were worried about He wasn't about acting. Oh, you're right. It yeah, was at, the, at the asylum, he kept inviting yeah. Gauguin to come. So um, at one point, he drinks turpentine and eats paint to try to kill himself. He does that more than once. And they got along for a little while. Like there was some like. He no, they paint, did. Yeah, he painted Vincent. They did. Yeah, they yeah, they painted each other. But he was fucking having a manic ass, fucking crazy ass shit that was making fucking Gauguin uncomfortable. And he yeah. left. So they're in the city of Arles and uh, they keep getting in fights. And at one night, Gauguin leaves and there's different reports. It, it made it sound like letters that Vincent wrote differed from letters that Gauguin wrote, which differed from eyewitness accounts. Um, well, they probably have their, each their own story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But at some point, Gauguin storms out of the house, and Van Gogh is is going after him and is holding a straight razor. I love you. And Probably fell in love with him. Maybe. The straight razor uh, kind of changes the tone a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But... um. So several hours later, and again, there's two completely different stories on this. He goes into the brothel that he and Gauguin would always go to. It turns out he's Jack the Ripper. Mm. And uh, in one account, he he uh, pays for a prostitute named Rachel, and uh, he hands her his bloody ear. Apparently, it was just his earlobe. 
He didn't cut off his whole ear. That's weak. He cuts off his ear. Lobe. I picture reservoir dogs. Well, I figure you grab your own ear and you think you might be doing more than you are, and you just cut too short. It's funny, man. Like how uh, I, I thought about. It. I was like, "Cut, fuck! Could you cut your own ear off? Could I fucking cut my own ear off? Like in some crazy thing? Like you would be like if slowly you're in a crazy over state. time. You'd be like, oh, oh, it's cartilage. Like yeah, you'd, you'd have to do it fast. Part. That razor is sharp as fuck. Yeah, that straight Ooh, razor go right Think about it, though, shit, dude. dude. Think about how bad your ear hurts, though. Like, when you get called for oh, it, yeah. Like, for a little while, I was having trouble mm-hmm. just wearing these head. Well, it still hurt right now when I pull these headphones off. Yeah. But, like, that fucking, like, call fire stings. Even yeah. though it's just cartilage and shit, it fucking hurts. So, the one, so there's no dispute that he cut his fucking ear off with a razor the night that he got in a fight with <laughs> Gauguin and was chasing him in the rain with the straight razor. So, all that part yeah. is, is not disputed. What the argument was about. All that stuff is disputed, but the fact of the matter is he cut his ear off in a brothel. The dispute happens with, was he giving it to the prostitute that he normally saw, um, that woman named Rachel, or some recent art historians think that it was a woman named Gabrielle who was a 17-year-old cleaning girl at the brothel and wasn't a prostitute. I saw that but too, But they actually. were friends. Yeah. So one account is he was showing up to give his ear to his favorite prostitute. The other account is that he was giving it to uh, this woman who apparently um, was interviewed like years and years later when she was like 80. She got interviewed. Um, That's wild. It was close enough that it. we could like, yeah. it's not that far away. Yeah. I, whoever it was, whether it was the, the prostitute or the young girl, I hope she held it to her mouth and said, I can't accept this. <laughs> can I tell you a secret? She's like, this is fucking weird. <laughs> She's all in the yeah. corner, like nowhere near him. You know, like, let me tell you a secret. It's free, it's free real estate. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but, yeah, maybe she like. I hope she like fifteen percent or more yeah. in insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Vincent. So the next morning, um, the police went and checked on him because you know the fucking fight in the street with a straight razor and the giving Oof. someone in the brothel your ear. Um, but they go on uh, uh, Christmas Day. And they get him, and he's weak from blood loss, and he's having seizures. And uh, there were little seizures, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> like different strokes yeah. can happen every time. Um, so Theo, uh, the doctors assured Theo that he'll be taken care of, and uh, they he ends up getting released from the hospital because his ear heals. Apparently, according to his letters, he has absolutely no recollection of the events of that evening because he was probably so hopped up on absinthe and half starved and yeah, in a crazed mental state that he doesn't even remember doing any of that. Um, Just fasting can induce crazy shit. Yeah. You know what I mean, not eating enough, yeah. you'll have hallucinations. That's like a fucking spirit walk and shit. Right. So that in that town shortly thereafter, that I guess it was a couple of months after that, if that was on Christmas, um, the people of of Arles sign a petition that say um, this crazy motherfucker needs to go. He's a danger to himself yeah, and others. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in the petition, they call him the redheaded madman. <laughs> <laughs> and the officials listen. And uh, he ended up writing in one of his letters at this time. Sometimes moods of indestruct of indescribable anguish. Sometimes moments when the veil of time and fatality of circumstances seem to be torn apart for an instant. He's a highly intelligent fuck yeah, fucking he guy. Is, like, 
It's, it's that where you walk that line of insanity. But I wonder, like, what would have happened if it was just the emotional instability if, like, turpentine and lead and fucking, you know, syphilis, syphilis and, yeah, if all, all those things hadn't come into factor. play. And he had been afforded some different opportunities in life. Like, maybe if he had got that girlfriend and was right. happy, you know what I mean? Or even if... I mean, to be honest, even if like his art was appreciated, yeah, like even if he, he was, was selling well, well art, like because I mean, some of the people he was hanging out with were like famous artists, yeah, you know, and he had to be sitting there thinking, I can, I'm as fucking good as this guy, yeah, like Jesus, yeah, they Christ. were getting the recognition, yeah, though. but that happens too. I mean, that's a, that happens, yeah, that's happened throughout history, of course. You know what course, I mean? It's yeah. happening today. Yeah, you, you know, know how big I mean? this podcast is going to be when we're oh, yeah, dude, yeah, huge. Oh yeah. 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 They'll use it as an example of what not to do. Exactly, dude. <laughs> no, the best. Um, this is the the format for success. Yeah. Here. So apparently it was he was originally once they agreed to the petition and they said they were gonna lock him up, they were gonna I forget what town, um, Marseille, maybe. It was like a it was an insane Marseille. asylum. Like if you think about late eighteen hundreds insane asylum, it was battle. You Creek, think Michigan. about a fucking horror show. Oh god. It's fucking a, electrocutions and fucking poking your brain and fucking on you know but yeah the description of this was more like music and right gardens no, so and he was shit. supposed to go to a, a place with thousands of patients that right. would have just been lock him in a cell shock his nuts that's where serious like, black was. there was yeah. dementors and shit but his brother who had the money yeah. was like no we're gonna send him to this place if he's got to go to an institution we're gonna send him here so they send him to the asylum at, at uh saint san remy saint remy however you want to say it and he's there from May 8th, 1889 to May 16th, uh, 1890. So he's there just over a year. And this place is kind of fucking crazy. So the founder of the A, there's only 42 patients. And it's a fair, I mean, you look, you see the building and it's a pretty fucking big building. So the, the, they had a lot of care. Like there were a lot of people to care for the people who were there. It was probably pretty expensive. I mean, they gave him an art studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because his brother said, look, I'm paying to keep him here. And the only thing that's going to help him is art. So you need to give him an art studio. So up on the second or third floor mm. was his his room, which was super small. It looks like a fucking jail cell. But then he also had an, an art studio Did you see the movie where they remade this? The 51st States? Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore? Mm-hmm. Ten Second Sam? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 51st States. She was in the asylum. She had her own art studio. I like that movie. Yeah. Never saw it. It reminds what? me of me. It reminds you of you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you haven't seen that movie? Mm-mm. Drew Barrymore? Adam That's Sandler? actually a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she loses her memory. Yeah. And then he gets every to day, know her. Every yeah. day. Has to get to know her every single day all over again, but he's like in love with her. Uh, yeah, I know the, I know, yeah. I know the, the, the movie, but I've never seen it. Does it take place in Hawaii? Yeah. 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 That's good. Um, so yeah, the owner wanted it to be, the owner of this asylum wanted it to be small. He believed in the healing power of art and music mm. and nature. So he planted these huge, beautiful gardens all around the place. And once you were there a couple of weeks, like, I mean, he was, he went and he went to art shows out of town. He went to, uh, they were free to like wander the grounds and look at nature because that was helpful. Um, so it was like an amazing like yeah, yeah. asylum, especially considering the late Dustin 1800s. Hoffman was there. He, yeah, could, exactly. he could leave as long as Tom yeah. Cruise picked him up. Yeah. One of those. Um, so uh, they said that uh, he painted um, 150 paintings in the year that he was there. Um, on June 18th, 1889, he painted the starry night. Um, and uh, the it's again, they compare it to a painting called the great wave, 
by the Japanese artist uh, Hakusai, um, and you can see the swirl like. And right. he had that they know he studied that painting and had spoken of it in We're talking about letters. the painting in the corner over there. We have the Japanese painting. I think we have that one. No, that's a different What's painting. that one we have? Uh, that's the Great Wave. Yeah, we have it. Where is I'll it? Go get it that's it's this one. Because I'm looking this at this one. It. Yeah, it's that one. Yeah, that's over here. there. I'm looking yeah. at the one with the Yeah, that's my, I, that's my that's my that's my painting. Oh yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. Yep. The great Look at wave. that! We're all fucking Van Goughed. Yeah, it's a great painting. Like it's a cool, it's a cool painting. Um, the and they also like there's a whole video that was breaking it down. Like it wasn't a he couldn't have painted it at night because there was no fucking light. Right. So this is when like Gauguin kept saying you need to use your imagination and put together your own paintings. And this is where he finally started to do that. And this is where his style changed. Because he only had he went from looking at something and painting it like replicating right, it to because actually, now I have to remember things yeah, visualizing whatever, but, in your own creation. But they break it down and it's like there's a sketch. Like one day he wandered for several hours and got up onto these hills and and sketched out the town, and it was like from a completely different direction. But that sketch is what's in the painting, right. but it's at the wrong angle from where the mountains are. So it's really like a composition, right? And even like the he was night doing Photoshop, he had layers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the, the um the what's the big telescope in LA? The deck something the observatory thing? Yeah. Griffith the, the Griffith, Griffith Griffith Park Observatory. There's a name for, Oh, that's uh, I'm the, thinking of the Hawaii the one. The Griffith Park uh did they, they like recreated what the sky would have looked like on that day from from his cell to like compare if the stars were accurate and I mean they went fucking pretty crazy cuz it's Van Gogh. But um, none of it was accurate. Like all, none of the stars were where they should have been. So it wasn't like it was an accurate portrayal of what was actually happening at that time. But it's a pretty amazing painting. Um, <clears throat> the One of the things that I read said that he was probably the sanest patient in the asylum. <laughs> um, and because of that, he was allowed, you know, even more free reign to walk the grounds and, and go wherever. But um, and when he was there, he did. Uh, three weeks before he painted the starry night, he tried to kill himself again with turpentine and uh, eating paint. So the exact turpentine and paint that he tried to kill him with is the paint that's yeah. on the starry paint. night canvas, which is pretty wild. Um, but uh, that's why I'm going to steal that one with a drone. Right. Yeah. I mean, his painting had already been changing, but it changed even more when he was in the asylum. Cause again, he had to just use his imagination um, and, uh, so in the middle of that, uh, Theo and his wife, uh, Johanna have a boy, they have a baby and they name him Vincent. Um, and, uh, for the first time, one of his paintings gets sold. They sell the red vineyards for 400 francs in Paris. Um, and then Dr. Uh, Paul Gachet, uh, who lived in, in the town of Auvers about 20 miles North of Paris, agrees to take Vincent in as a patient so he can leave the asylum. And eventually he leaves the asylum and goes there. Um, which doesn't work out super well because, uh, at one point he walks out in the morning to go painting. And, uh, when he's out and he's supposed to paint, he shoots himself in the <laughs> chest with a revolver, uh, to kill himself. That was a cry for attention. Yeah. With a bullet to the chest, but Who I guess does it that? Gets, Why shoot yourself in the chest? 
trying to shoot himself through the heart, I would imagine. I know, but that means, well, yeah, maybe it was all artistic and he's like, yeah, yeah. he was like trying to shoot his heart. Um, but yeah, those pesky ribs. It went through his chest and got deflected by a rib and it didn't hit any of his internal organs and probably got stopped by his spine. Um, he walks back to his pad. How do you miss your lungs and your heart? The fucking magic. It went around. Bad. It's like an army helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bad good luck. Yeah. So he goes back down. Um, some doctors attend to him, but they can't remove the bullet. No one, no one in this small town is a good enough surgeon to get the bullet out. Um, uh, so Theo, they let him die. That's a weird decision. It's like, oh well, I can't get the bullet out, but we know you're going to die within a day or two. Right. Go ahead. Well, I mean, try. realistically, we can't. I mean, there's nothing I you know. can do about there's it. Well, maybe it didn't do. matter if you got the bullet out. I, I was wondering, I got to get the bullet out. It's like, do you though? That's probably just going to kind of like get Fuck gr- growth. No, I don't know. If it's like if it was copper It'll or something, around. something something will just grow around. around it and probably nah, hold it. It's the torn ass holes through all your flesh and fucking veins and shit. It's like on a way like a twenty-two bounces around. Right. Yeah, but once it's at rest, that's what I'm saying. The damage is the it other shit. Rest. What do you mean? You're saying it's going to keep moving? Yeah, it keeps moving. It's got legs. It yeah. Um, so and apparently he was extra distraught because uh, he got in a fight with Theo um, a couple of months before that, that he needed to be better with his finances and, you know, like eat and quit spending <laughs> money on prostitutes. <laughs> and uh, well, that sucks. He thought that Theo was going to... Um, was going to a stop giving him money and b stop trying to sell his art so that made him even extra despondent but uh so yeah Theo comes like, down I can't even eat syphilis pussy in the morning yeah, anymore exactly. he wants me to eat real food <laughs> yeah some yeah. syphilis hose yeah oof um syphilis so <laughs> Theo goes uh and syphilis they, toast crunch uh, <laughs> i like that better oh man Theo shows up uh, and uh, they talk in the hospital for a day and or two and eventually they agree to take him home. Uh, so he and Theo go back to his place. And uh, a couple days later, he literally died in his brother's arms mm-hmm. in his house when he was only 37. So all that shit, like all those fucking masterpieces, paces, masterpieces and 2100 uh, paintings uh, were from the age 30 to the age 37. Yeah, seven years. Yeah, yeah. fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, he and loved, he realistically- he wouldn't have even made it that long if he didn't go to San Remy. Like if he just got shipped out to some awful fucking Arkham Asylum, he probably would have died in the asylum. But you know? not able to paint. Or yeah. Do you think yeah. had he been afforded uh, like a longer life and uh, appreciation and recognition for his work and maybe avoided some of the mental illness stuff, maybe it wouldn't have been like as well revered. It would have been less limited shit. He was pumping that shit like a factory. Think what he would have done in, in I eighty think he, years. He was so you know? he was so fucking smart, and he knew art so well, and he kept studying it and pushing it. I think because they even talk about different phases in his work as it is. I think two or three phases later, he would have fucking he could have got weird and experimental, and it was he been totally like, no, would have yeah. It was been like I think he would have. I I think he. I think he would have been doing shit that people weren't doing until like the thirties or forties. Right. You know, I think he would have just advanced art by decades. Hmm. Um, and I think he would have painted shit that no one understood. All, I call this disco frog yeah, exactly. and this is disco ball. I'm not sure what they are. <laughs> yeah, I, f- I feel like a handful of people on earth would have understood what he was after I mean, and tried Tesla, to replicate it. Tesla and, did that. Yeah. He came up with shit that just fucking nobody same understood. Exact era, just fucking, you know, yeah. Same exact era too. Hmm. But yeah, so his wife collects the, as soon as he dies, uh, six months later, Theo dies. Um, of syphilis and I he got it from holding a broken him. heart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I kept picturing the relationship between Turk and JD on Scrubs when I pictured he and his brother for some reason. I don't know Scrubs. Um, it's so good. You got to no, watch it. I do need to watch it. Um, it's on Hulu, I think. I know it's on Hulu because I'm who's the rewatching it. Who's the doctor? The uh, the main uh, guy? No. Um, Dr. Cox? The, yeah. Who goes on the ranch? Yeah, he's that guy's fucking, fucking funny. Great, he's in other movies and stuff, too. John, but he's, John yeah. C. McGinley, I guess. Yes, yeah. yeah, he's fucking... He's, he's in Platoon. He's, he's funny in Office there. Space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, like yeah, he's one like of the, the main guy. Yeah, yeah he's, he's one of the bombs. The he's not no? the main guy. No. no. When you see Scrubs, like, that's the guy you fucking see. He's like, that's what sticks out to me. Third third main. Yeah. I mean, he's a very, very important part of the show. Yeah, he's funny. But Zach Braff is the main... My my buddy loved Scrubs. I do, too. I watched it. Watching, I watched right it. Now. It was funny, but yeah, I never it's got funny. into it. It's that a great crazy. show. Um, and Elliot, the main female lead, she's Elliot, fucking hysterical. Yeah. Oh god, that show is so funny, dude. Um, but uh, so yeah, in 1901, uh, so Theo and Vincent both die, and then Theo's wife, who's who has all the letters, as soon as Vincent died, since they were already art collectors and art dealers, and Theo was already trying to sell his art. As soon as he died, apparently she like fully believed in Vincent Van Gogh's art. And as soon as he died, she just started to like buy up all of his art. Anything that she could acquire that they didn't already have their hands on. His mom threw away. Well, you know, too, once, once, once the artist dies too, it's like, this is it. Like, you know, they, they did a show in March uh, 17th, 1901 in Paris and that show just made him fucking explode. Like, yeah, because people probably went in there like, what yeah. the fuck? Like, this and by that point, shit. he left Paris years back. So by that point, Gauguin and Toulouse-Lautrec and all these people were like huge names. And, you know, they all went to Vincent's fucking art show. Yeah. And they were probably blown away by the starry night and what is. Yeah. Because you know, the thing is, like, even like his style, they said that like a lot of his paintings, like for the most part, he either used a palette knife, like no brush just a pat like once he got into this more unique style he would paint with a palette brush or the tube itself he would just, just be squirting just the tube to make the lines make the, yeah. you know without anything else i and, ran into a dude on uh fucking youtube when i was looking at van gogh stuff and there were just like this just amazing street artist guy like a homeless dude that had like some blue paint and some fucking just painting on whatever dude with his fucking hand he was just like messing it up and swirling it up, messing it up, swirling it up. And then he just fucking seriously was taking like his fingers, like the edges of his fingers and shit, doing all these little swoop marks. And you're like, oh my God, that's a boat. Oh my God, that's like off the dock of a fucking house. Well, yeah, once you know the techniques, it really doesn't like, matter Whoa. what you like, use. Like he knew to that like it. that was going to be lighter on that mm-hmm. side because his finger was tilted more and it was going to go deep all the way to the canvas. I was like, that's fucking wild. Yeah. And in just a few minutes, dude, with his fingers, he painted something that was so detailed and so fucking crazy and had yeah. so much depth. And it was and it was a fucking one color and the relief color of the canvas breaking through. I was like, that's fucking crazy, dude. People see shit like it's wild. And the thing is, it's like like when it talked specifically that video that talked about his time at the asylum, you know, it said that, you know, like I said, he did he did 150 paintings in that year. And he um, for the most part, it said that he would usually finish a painting in under three hours. So, and again, like we said, even though he spent months deliberating on what the starry night was going to look like just to have this skill to be like, okay, today's the day I finally do the starry night and it's noon. And at three o'clock you're like, well, done with that one. Like, yeah. just on not, like it's yeah. just, it's exact. Like, that masterpiece. He's on 90 million he in just, the bank. He just fucking knocked it out in three hours because his technique was that good. Like he could, his, he could enact his vision, which to me 
Like I, I, I mean, I love painting miniatures and I can get the miniature to look like what I want it to look like, but I really, I mean, I spent some time like, cause my mom was an oil painter and she would, you know, show me how to paint. And I tried to paint a lot. Even, even in my twenties, I, I tried to get into oil painting and I would just have the vision of what I want this paint to look like. Didn't turn and my hand and brain were like, go eat a dick. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. That'd be cool if it looked yeah. good, huh? <laughs> yeah. Fuck why you're like, doing it. It's fucking terrible. It's like garbage. Yeah. And then it was just fucking a new layer of white gesso and a fucking start on something else yeah. on the same canvas because I fucking sucked at it. Like I would have a decent idea of what something would look like. And just, I did not have the, but again, I didn't fucking spend years, you know, practicing it even by this point, by the time he was, but again, that is kind of mind blowing. Cause by the time he did starry night, he had only really been painting for like six years, you know, even studying at oh, the Dennis Rodman shit. Like, yeah, you know, exactly, people that are exactly. gifted in certain things are just gifted that yeah. way. It's fucking wild. So yeah, that's, that's Van Gogh. Really, really cool story. Um, really cool doctor who episode with him in it actually oh i saw that one very actually yeah, i've seen episode. very few episodes yeah, but i've seen yeah. weeping angels it's, or whatever i saw that one the doctor who one hits you in the feels um so tuesday february 8th when yes. this episode comes out yes it is gary coleman's birthday mm-hmm. <clears throat> last year some of us a lot of us quite a few people actually mm-hmm. uh, participated um put out an offering for gary coleman on the porch so yeah I myself, we put out a framed portrait of Gary Coleman. I put out like a happy birthday balloon. Candle vigil. A little candle vigil. We put Reese's pieces out because that, that words him away. If you don't put the Reese's pieces out, he might actually come through the door. Yeah, and you don't You're going to stop him that. at the porch. <clears throat> you scary do not shit. Want that. Yeah, so if you want to put some stuff out, uh, put it out. Like, But I, I, I suggest Reese's pieces. He really likes yeah. those. Dave puts out Welch's grape soda. Mm-hmm. He's allowed to, though. Yeah. Like me and Brad can't do that. I and did you, see some of my picture, but I think Dave gave it to me last year. So I'm just yeah, trying to like, I gave you some purple drink. Yeah. Someone back me up on that. Just so this episode drops on Tuesday. If you, if you do that for Tuesday night going into Wednesday, um, and post it on the Soch, you might, uh, might get a might, gift. You yeah. Might, yeah, might get, get a, a prize. You might get a Gary Coleman themed, uh, prize. Yeah. There's actually, uh, there is a post inside the group requesting that you put your offerings and pictures of what you did to celebrate Coleman's, uh, birthday yeah, in, in the comments in of that section. What's yeah. that? Well, I was going to say there's a post. There already is a post, yeah. So if you can go get that post from the the group, main group, and uh, and put it in the comments there, that's where we're going to go look. So yep. uh, he is our mascot yes. and our fearless leader. Yep. He's out there. Yep. And our uh, arch nemesis. Yeah, he's, he's killing kids and stealing and stealing kids yep. you know, at the same time. Yep. It's because there's two different versions. There's good Gary, bad Gary. Yeah, it depends on. There's scary Gary. I mean, he jumps through time, so at some point he goes evil. Right. And you don't know, since he's a time traveler, you don't know if the version you're meeting is the evil one or the good one. Right. And even if it happened 10 years ago or 100 years ago, you still don't know if you're running into good or evil Gary because you don't know which. I had a a theory. I've never really said it here, but I feel like, I think Forrest Whitaker is Gary Coleman. And before it's before he got his eye fucked up. Like mm. through his time traveling, he became and grew Forrest to be Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. Ghost dog. And they can exist at the same time because yeah. they're time travelers. Exactly. Right. It makes, makes a lot sense. of sense. So you sense. do you think that I just got the Forrest chills. Whitaker is the <laughs> is the wise and good reformed Coleman? <laughs> or is that the culmination of the evil? He's on the axe. I had to pee. Say it again. I was I was thinking about Brad's. So is Forrest Whitaker? <laughs> is, is Forrest Whitaker the wizened and good that came after the bad, 
Or yes. is that because that's what it feels like? Yeah, yeah. it feels like that's. Yeah, the, I finally learned Coleman my lesson. Snatching kids, he lost. Know. He's he now lost. he is now Ghost Dog, the Black Samurai. Exactly. Yeah. So he went through enough evil to turn good at the end. Yeah, yeah. But he's not really good though. He's no. just better. Like his eyes, one's right. good. Well, one's he's dedicated. Yeah. He's dedicated. <laughs> that's, to, that's the metaphor. <laughs> yeah, that's the metaphor yeah. of yeah. the face. I mean, look yeah. at one's good, but one's better. He's still a heartless yeah. killer, but his his yeah. interests are now in preserving humanity instead of destroying. Yes, yeah. only but, to kill them later. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right. they both work, but one can't be trusted. Yeah, also right. like his eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. it's like right. some relationships. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Okay. So thank you, Gary, wherever you are. So that, yeah. Also, uh, we are part of the Podbelly Podcast Network. You can go to podbelly.com. Check out other cool podcasts like Robots for Eyes and Art and Jacob Podcast. Go over there and check those guys out. Um, they're, they're as cool as us. You just don't know about it yet. That's that's the difference. You know what I mean? I've never heard of them. I've never heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Dude? It was good. I was like, uh-huh. He was like a... Fucking You're on your way, boy. I'll tell you that. You just walked in out of the desert. <clears throat> right, some What's shit on the paper about this for an audition. Let's make some phone calls about this guy. We're gonna look we're gonna look back at you. Who? You after what that are you voice. Talking about? Between that and Dr. Claw, you got the job. I don't uh, even have a movie uh, yet, but when I do I can change my voices. I'm calling. I had all kinds of voices. So yeah, potbelly.com. Also check out El Yucateco Hot Sauce. Uh, that is our primary sponsor. It's nutritious, it's delicious. You can find it at most major grocery stores. Um, they do have it at Walmart. They have it at Target. They got it on them internets. If you're outside of the United States, you can get it at mexgrocery.co.uk. You can also just Google it and then your point of origin. And usually you can find distribution of some sort through someone. It won't be all the flavors, um, but you can also uh, get in the group, contact somebody that might be willing to trade, put a post out there. Uh, people do trade flavors or whatever your local goods are. We see that stuff happen. So you can check it out that way. You can also go to uh, shopelucateco.com if you are in the States but still having trouble finding various flavors. Um, and then you can also participate in the Hot Sack um, contest every week. Uh, and I'll give you that flavor you're looking for. So we've got all kinds of prizes, so keep your eye out for that. Um, if you do go to shopelucateco.com, you can use code SOFKING at checkout, and uh, they still have the stickers. Um, you can get one of the exclusive collaboration stickers from SOFKING Podcast and Elucateco. Um, and you'll be one of the few. So go over there. It is part of a series, and uh, I'm, I'm in real trouble here. Someone said dicks in nightmares equals anal play. I don't know what that's about. That's on the live feed, but it's a, it's a big distraction. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So also, I don't know yeah. if that's going to make more people or fewer people want to be patrons with the live feed. I think so. <clears throat> stuff goes on there. Wild stuff. Maybe more. Yeah. There's syphilis talk. You know what I mean? So maybe that's that's how it got there. Mm. It's a slippery slope. Maybe. Um. Also, Maybe it's just the people in there. Check out Print Dirt Cheap. There's a people get, in there? There's a people in there. Yeah. That's France. Um, go to Print Dirt Cheap. You can get printed goods and or stickers if you've got a business or a band or a podcast or any reason that you need stickers or printed goods. Um, they do good quality stuff. Um, they, they can source all kinds of things. I mean, you get like tablecloths and, and fucking all kinds of flags. They do all kinds of printed things. Um, and speaking of that, you can also check out Two Day Banners, the number two, daybanners.com. If you need a banner and you need it quick, that's the place to go. And you can use code Sofking Podcast to save some money there as well. Um, also, check out Jimmy D's Tees. Um, you go to his website. He sells all kinds of cool shit. And he can make cool shit for you if you need it. He does silk screening. Um, he does that for us. And we have it at sofakingpodcast.com forward slash shop. Also, check out SKR Apparel S-U-I-K-E-R Apparel.com. Use code Sofking. And you can save 10% when you go there. Check out Retro Vague. Check out Mindframe Podcast. And that is all I got. I just got an idea. What'd you get? Got an idea. Let's hear it. Okay, what's the idea? Not what'd you get? I got an idea. idea. I didn't get anything yet, but I got an idea. So 
we always talk about making banners, right? Mm-hmm. I say we make banners of like events, mm-hmm. like could be midget wrestling, right? Okay. Sponsored by none other other than the Self King podcast, mm-hmm. but the event just never happens. Right, it like just it looks. Just, it's the look. Yeah, we do like a, we do like a badass banner mm. where people get excited about it. We put it up in town somewhere, and then make another one. Fucking ice cubes coming. Fucking right. it's gonna be here. Sponsored by Self King podcast. <laughs> just fucking events that never fucking happen. They're not gonna happen. And it's like, sorry, it was canceled. No, no, no. Go just, no and when they go there even, to the link, put a link. And when they go to selfkingpodcast.com forward slash ice cube, it's like, ah, uh, sorry, it's not gonna happen, but you should check out this episode yeah, yeah. of Ice Cube. That would be fucking yeah. great. That yes. would be really good, yeah. actually. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you could even put a date yeah. on it, but yeah. don't ever put a place. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like it's it'll just, the just log on now March, to find out. March like it's 5th. something in the future. Like, yeah. like it's 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 February now. Yeah, something something in the future is coming, and they can go to this web address. Like, and then put, it just put, it could be sponsored by Silver King Podcast. Like, that would be Ice funny. Cube Live Bakersfield. And then small could be sponsored by Sofa King Podcast. Right. Go to sofakingpodcast.com right. for more info. Yeah. yeah. And then when you go there, it slash says, Ice Cube. Yeah. But he ain't. It just coming, goes to the. No, episode. it just goes right. to the episode. It just yeah, yeah, goes yeah. to the episode. Yeah. Is all it does. It goes to the episode. Yeah. yeah. So he did come basically. Nice QR you know code. Yeah. yeah. I like it. I like it. That would be. We're funny. gonna do it. That would be come hilarious. Up with the master yeah. Pump yeah. One. yeah. That would be good. That's really happening. Yeah. I am. I am master marketer. That's what I do. Yeah. I do that. I do that. And Bader. Where are we going to put that banner at? We can put it anywhere. It's fucking Stockdale That's the beauty of banners. Exactly. You could stick it anywhere. Right. And then right after that, a David banner. Exactly. Somebody will get it. And then we'll give that banner away as a prize. Yeah. 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 Unless someone takes it. That's true. Someone bigger, someone might go take that shit because they, they know it's a joke. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Oh, our, our people who listen, huh? If they yeah. take it, they have to go repost it somewhere else. There you go. Ah, yeah, the yeah, moving yeah, 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 yeah. Moving. Yeah. We could do a few at a time. That'd be funny. That'd be kind of cool That'd if you melt to someone else and they put it up in their city for one week and it just says like live ice cube forward slash ice cube yeah and, just, and it's yeah, like it's, it just says this live event has ended but listen to the uh, go ahead and listen uh, to the to the yeah, episode yeah. yeah. Because it was a live event. Yeah, 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 it was. At one yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. He really, he really like had right a show now. somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's live right now. Live yeah. 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 Van Gogh yeah. live. Yeah. yeah. See? I like it. So finally, uh, we want to give a special shout out to uh, some of our patrons. Um, a lot of our patrons are uh, talented uh, cooks. Right. Like we've been talking about making a, a Sofa King cookbook. And some of them have submitted recipes. Mm. And uh, the first of them was Michelle Creel. Mm. Did you guys get a chance to see her recipe that it's, she posted? It's Cajun for sure. That yeah, it was name, Cajun. Yeah. Um, it was like a, it was, it was like a seafood dish, but instead of seafood, she used orange peels. Yeah, it was called Crawdaddy Issues. Yeah, and it yeah. was just orange peels for <laughs> for Crawdaddies. <laughs> Crawdaddy Issues. So yeah. with orange zest. Yeah, yeah. she uh, she posted the the Crawdaddy Issues. <laughs> um, uh, we to be honest, it's a horrible recipe. Right. Yeah. But the name was clever enough that we thought we should include it. It takes. Yeah. It just takes a long time. Your dad has to neglect you for years <laughs> yeah. before you it, make it, crawdaddy. It, it takes a whore yeah. to make a horrible recipe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she puts the whore in horrible. She puts the whore in horrible cooking. Yeah. yeah. But by the way, she eventually became a patron. Mm. Right. And her daddy issues vanished. Right. Yeah. Vanished. Yeah. She still got crabs though. So like, yeah. 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 Banished like an orange peel. And then Jennifer Vernace, do you think it's Vernace or Vernacci? 
Because that's how the end of Versace is spelled. Yeah, Yeah. Vernacci. Yeah. So Jennifer Vernacci, she uh, posted a recipe and it was Vernachos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) It was her Vernachos. Yeah. Um, It was kind of ghetto. It was craft singles and shit. It was was craft singles. Yeah. Yeah, It was was really just, it was Ritz crackers with craft singles in the microwave. Yeah. And she called them Vernachos. Yeah. uh, But she did put El Yucateco on them. Yeah. Which might have saved it. Sort of. Well, (laughs) (laughs) it was like a shitty spoon. I mean, it's it's representational art of her life, you know. Oh, it's kind of like her her shitty and bland. Yeah. Yeah. Until she became a patron and her father loved her. Exactly. And then everything, everything, everything vanished, got better. Everything got better. Um, but she still posted the, the yeah. bad recipe. And yeah. then finally we have um, Brett Spangler. Yeah. That's what Ghostbusters all day. Yeah. Oh, it is Spangler. Yeah, he did, Spangler. yeah he did red, white, and blueberry pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, That's he what did. he did. You just... You don't want to know what the red, the white, or the blue are. Mm, no. Like, no. that's the one thing I will say yeah. about these pancakes. Red, um, white, and blue waffles. Yeah. So, they're, yeah. Not, uh, they're not vegan, mm-hmm. even though no. they all are uh, human generated. Yeah. He said that, that you could get a medium rare. I thought that was weird. Yeah. That's, yeah. you don't want you get, to get <laughs> breakfast. Yeah. Pancakes, medium rare. How would you yeah. like those? I was like, what do you mean? Red, white, and yeah. blue? I thought he said, no, most people get a medium rare. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So again, not too, there's too, too much red with the rare. You yeah. Just go rare. Yeah. Not great recipes, but uh, realistically, we're not aiming for a great recipe book. No, no. So, it's about character. Um, so, so far, so good. So thank you. Keep uh, submitting them though. Cause we, we, need uh, more we still need more keep, recipes. Keep so. submitting them. Um, go to patreon.com black slash Sofking podcast and you are good to go. If you're on Reddit, go to r4 slash Sofking podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at Sofking podcast. Personal Instagrams, I am at Raised with Wolves. We have Sophie King Brent and Sophie King Dave. Also, check out L. You can take underscore hot sauce, Jimmy D's Teas, and Podbelly. And that'll be it. Thank you all. <laughs> Don't be retired.